if you like what you're listening to in this podcast, you can follow us on the following social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Let's Compare Views. I repeat, it's called Let's Compare Views. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Okay, welcome back to Let's Compare Views. My name's Jordan. Uh, Today I have a guest. He's a very good friend of mine. I consider him like a father figure to me, which is ironic considering the subject we're going to talk about today. His name's Andy. Welcome, Andy. Hey, Jordan. You all right? I'm not bad. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, As I told you, the reason I have you on is because you're a first-time father. Um... And especially in the time we're in right now, that's one hell of a thing to go through, um, seeing as we're stuck indoors. Would you consider, some people would, but for you personally, would you consider it a blessing in disguise being in lockdown, seeing as you have a brand new baby? Um, yes, but that's purely because of the fact that not only are we in lockdown, but because of my job, I'm also on furlough. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this time round, I've been on furlough since when was it? The week, the Christmas week. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so you know, obviously, I'm not working from home, so I don't have to contend with sort of doing meetings and having a baby screaming in the background. <laughs> um, you know it is the only bonus of of being on furlough uh is to actually get to spend time time with the baby uh Mm. that you would otherwise not and you know you'd miss things like him rolling over for the first time um you know just that smile and him you know sort of recognizing your face day in day out and not having to do it all over again every time you get back from work sort of thing so you know from that side of it yeah, you know, it, it is a blessing in disguise. So you're not, you're quite lucky because you don't get to, you don't have to suffer what a lot of dads do where they get that guilt or you haven't have to have that debate yet about um, paternity leave because you've been quite lucky that you've got this first start straight away. Um, actually, that's a good question, actually. Do you get to still claim that if you go back to work? Well. <laughs> it, he he was born in September, which mm. we weren't in lockdown. So um, I oh. did actually take paternity leave. Oh no! <laughs> Should be like Kate, hold the fort two months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I kind of you know the first lockdown lifted. Um, you know, went back to work sort of mid August. Um, just getting back up to speed with everything mm. and then Matthew was Matthew came along so I had two weeks off in September then started getting back into the swing of everything and then you had the lockdown in November so I was furloughed for those four weeks of November yeah <laughs> and then you start again and then it gets towards the end of December and you get furloughed again because there's another lockdown um, you know it, it's very very difficult um, certainly in the hospitality industry mm. to sort of start and stop and start and stop. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the challenges that, that everyone sort of had to, had to sort of deal with and put up with. Before we um, talk more about being a dad um, on that topic, are you glad? Cause I'm glad I'm not in the hospitality uh, job 
area anymore. Can you, how, how do you feel for the staff that are going to be working when they reopen those bars and pubs once lockdown ends? Um, I think it'd be okay. Um, I don't think you're going to see the government let the reins off completely. Mm. Um, I think it'd be very, very slow and it would be a slow build up. Um, you know, so there'll still be that sort of rule of six, I think. Um, you know, I, I think I've read somewhere that they're going to scrap the 10 p.m. curfew because, you know, yes. that's pointless. Everyone knew that apart from the government. Um, I think they're going to scrap the must have a substantial meal. Yes, I've read that as well. Um, yeah. You know, so then that stops any idiotic government members turning around and saying a scotch egg is a substantial meal. Um, so I think they're just going to try and simplify it, you know, and they might start with, you know, just outside mm. and, you know, you have to remain seated um, no more than six. Um, but, you know, I, I think... I mean, I just hope that the general public understand and appreciate the stresses and the strains because I don't think they did last summer. Mm. You know, there was a certain point. They understood for about three or four weeks. And then, you know, certainly a lot of the venues I was speaking to, they were saying that people it just sort of, their manners had gone out the window, you know, when the whole help out to eat out scheme was in August. Yeah. Um, or September, whenever it was, that, you know, people were, were kind of verbally abusing staff over the phone because they couldn't get a booking Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday and didn't know why. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it'll be a slow start. Um, I, certainly if it's bookings only for places, uh, they're going to be inundated with phone calls. Um I think if it breaks and you're allowed vertical drinking again, um, I think that's when it will start going a bit crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the staff are going to be a little scared going back, a little worried. Um, but I, th I think it's more just now everyone's fed up. Yeah. Like it's almost, I was speaking to a friend last night and they were saying it's almost like the stages of grief that this lockdown, you know, you kind of, denial, anger. And I think most of the country is now just in acceptance. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, it'll be what it'll be. It's that stage um, of grief where you're already to start dating again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, you know. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, say, you know, they'll get through it. I was going to say that um, I went to London after the first lockdown um when they had all that preparation done and the tables laid yeah. out and the barriers and stuff and i was there the same night they did that infamous bit where they had the photos all over the news and oh I, yeah i went earlier when then before that started kicking off so i went really early and it was dead in soho the problem yeah. was the local council weren't assisting the bars that are opening and i think that might happen again because what happened is they had the curfew. They had Soho, as you know, um, normally has traffic going through it, but they had closed off all those. So no traffic could come through, no cars or anything. When it hit that dead time, they opened the roads again with no help from the council or assistance. So traffic was trying to move through people 
um, who were still queuing to get into places. So it looked like it was busy. Yeah. And on top of that, they were getting people to take go away cups, which they should never have done um, on their way out. And obviously people got nowhere to go. So they just, of course, they're going to stand in the street. Exactly. You know, it, it depends from sort of city to city, mm. you know, and, and how they want to help. I mean, Oxford, for example, um, they've actually been really helpful to venues. Mm. You know, they, they've actually closed streets off in mind and have told the venues you can put tables and chairs out. Yeah. Um, you know, so so some are proactive, um, some are reactive and some, you know, like you've just said, don't want to help. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> um, you as a dad, you get bombarded with remedies solutions old wives tales to help with the parenting have any of them work can you name some off your head or some that don't work or some ridiculous ones do this if he does this for example i well if there's if there's one thing i would say to any any new time you know first time dad mm. is don't overread things mm. like the internet's brilliant and it's changed everyone's lives However, if you start looking at things, you're just going to fall down a rabbit hole. It, you know, th for, for everything that's written to say do, there's probably several other websites that say it's bad. Yes. Um, you know, it's... Self-diagnosing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a really bad rabbit hole. Really bad, you know. I mean... I read one book and listened to a first time dad's podcast for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's all I did. I mean, the best person to speak to about old wives tales would be the wife, mm. you know, Matthew was uh, seven days overdue mm -hmm. when Kate was pregnant. She was like, Oh, my belly's getting hairy. Old wives tale. That means it's a boy. She drunk some, I think it was raspberry leaf tea or something like that. Cause again, an old wives tale that, that, that helps bring on labor. Right. Um, and it just so happened. She, she drank a mug on the Sunday night and the Monday morning before she went into labor. Um, so she's like, yes, it's an old wives tale. It worked. But yeah, I mean, I don't tend to listen to them because they are old wives tales. Mm. <laughs> if, I, if I'm honest, I just try and block block it all out um you know i mean every, every every you know husband and wife or partner everyone's different every baby's different you can say rough rule of thumbs but you know they are they, they are what they are and you know obviously kate will now swear by raspberry leaf tea but <laughs> it'll bring on labor have a curry to induce labor if it's spicy <laughs> Yeah, meal. hot spicy food, um, going for walks, that's supposed to help. Mm. Sex is supposed to help. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that, I wasn't saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, you know, you, you do remember how, how hot last summer was, right? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just loads of old wives' tales. But as I say, I, I just never really, I never really tried to give it much thought. As I say, it was Kate was the one that was always on about well they say this and they say that and 
Well, it also plays into yeah. how you hold a child as well, because they're like, oh, he's got hiccups, do this. Um, <laughs> he's doing this, so sit him up like this. Like, It's not just um, applying to how you um, induce the labour, it also affects how you can sometimes raise a child. You can unintentionally do it because your parents told you they did it to you, or you've got a sibling and they did it to them and you've seen them do it, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean... There'll always be things you kind of, you know, obviously may pick up from your parents. You know, obviously my mum's no longer with us and trying to ask my dad anything, he, <laughs> oh, wow. you know, you're kind of typical, you're, you're typical male of that era. Uh, you know, the women go and, you know, look after the child and the man goes to work sort of thing. So, you know, try, to... trying to ask him stuff. Or help um, the baby to sleep, dip the, the dummy in whiskey. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, teething, you know, that that's a thing. Teething. Is he teething you know, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Jesus. first teeth's almost coming out. Oh, Lord. But yeah, you know, sort of dip the dummy in, in brandy or whiskey or rum. That's obviously not the done thing anymore. And mm. just FYI, we do not do that. I oh, know. <laughs> I was about to say, you and your, I don't think you're going to share yeah. your rum collection. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, A, I wouldn't do it. And B, I'm not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it today? Um, is it the uh, ten age one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing my dad did say about me when I was a baby mm. was that uh, I used to wake up sort of in the middle of the night and, and couldn't get back down. So he used to have to put me in the car and take me for a car journey to put me back to sleep. That's quite common. I've heard people do that. Yeah. Certainly the motion mm. um, puts them puts them down. You know, whether he's in the car or uh, we go out for a walk um, and put him in the pram or in the carrier, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll fall asleep soon enough, mm. you know, and that's, you know, that that's always helpful. But the problem is, obviously, if you're so tired because he's been keeping you awake all night, uh, the last thing you kind of want to do is go out for a walk. Mm. But it's the, it's the only thing to get some peace and quiet. Uh. <laughs> are, you, are you still feeling the effects of it? I mean, you're only five months in, but have you had yeah, consistent I mean, night's sleep, you and Kate? We're, for the most part, yeah. I think uh, we're very lucky and have been very blessed with a baby that tends to sleep in the night. Miracle child. Yeah, yeah. The only problem, he doesn't really sleep a lot during the day. So we've got the opposite of what some people have. So we've got friends that uh, they, the lady gave birth a week before Matthew came along, mm -hmm. you know, and, and their baby will sleep sort of two, three hours at a time during the day. Mm -hmm. But at night, he's kind of waking up every hour. Yeah. Whereas us, uh, Matthew will sleep 20 30 maybe 40 minutes tops absolute tops at a time in the day but you know he might only wake up once throughout the night so i mean an example and this by the way this this does not happen all the time this is very <laughs> rare but last night he went to sleep at 7 30 mm -hmm. he woke up at about quarter past four in the morning went back down at about quarter five and then didn't wake up till eight o'clock this morning Damn. so but that is that that's the first time that's happened um he'd normally sort of wake up anywhere between 11 30 and one o'clock and then wake up again mm, uh, somewhere between four and five mm. 
and then it's a toss-up whether he wants to go back to sleep or not. When you were preparing to be a father or parent, sorry, and you have to buy all the goods, is there anything mm. you looked at and they're like, we need this, and you're thinking, what the hell is this? What the hell is this for? No, I mean, I didn't... <laughs> no, so I didn't look at things like that. I looked at things and said, why do we need it? There is no point. <laughs> yeah, such a... Um, so we had this little... We got this little bouncer, um, just this sort of metal contraption um, mm. that's supposed to put them, put the baby in, and then you can kind of bounce it a little bit. Oh, is um, one of the ones in the door frame? No, 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 no. So this kind of sits on its own frame. It's like a metal frame. Mm. It's kind of curved and the seat, but we we barely used it. We, you know, we 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 barely used it. And is then, it one of those things when you put the legs in, they can walk, and it's got wheels on it? No, no. So he's only. I wouldn't even say he's getting to that stage. We got a jumperoo for Christmas. Oh, right. So that is that. You know, that's the sort of thing you're talking about. So that's basically a circular thing that's on springs that are attached to a frame. Yeah. And you put him in there, and there's there's you know toy you know sort of plastic hard plastic toys you can knock and play with and bounce up and down yeah um so he's only been in that since christmas um but yeah as i say the the bounce that we bought it was just pointless personally i thought it was just pointless um you know and we soon sort of got a second hand sort of battery powered swing mm. that was similar to this bouncer but it, it obviously it's, it's a swing um, but he soon kind of grew out of that because he's quite a heavy boy. Um, his dad. And I th yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He got, he got, he got quite big. Uh, I think he's over, he's just, he's around or just over nine kilos in weight at the moment, which is something in the 97th percentile of babies his age. Mm. How long is he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's long. He's oh, long. that's all right then, that balances out. Yeah, I mean, you know, when he was born and they weighed him, he weighed eight and a half pounds, I think, something like that. Um, and oh, I kind of looked at the nurse and kind of, I almost questioned if her scales were broken because there was nothing of it. But then, oh. you know, he was, he was about, I think he, I think he was about 54, 55 centimetres long. Mm. And babies are normally... 50 centimetres or just under. Mm. Um, so he was a long, you know, he, he was a tall baby. Um, and that's where all the weight was. Because there was, you know, he wasn't chubby. Mm. You know, you expect the babies to be chubby, but he wasn't chubby. It was just gangly, <laughs> um, which he certainly doesn't get from me. Um, but, yeah, I think he's... Probably almost 70 centimetres long now. Mm. Um, you know, so he, he's, he's growing, he's growing quickly. Um, and in terms of weight and, and height and stuff, don't babies, when you have newborn babies, you have to take them to get that stuff done with a midwife. Do you miss out on any of that because of what we're going through right now? Oh, I missed out on a lot. Um, I mean, the only scan I went to was the 12-week scan mm. back when Kate was pregnant. Um, so that was before lockdown. 
uh, which was almost just over a year ago, actually. Mm. This, yeah, it would have been just over a year ago. Um, and then after that, I wasn't allowed to go to any of the scans. Um, mm. I think the only time I went into the hospital was the day he was born after that. And then I think, because Kate, Kate had to stay in for three days, which was hell. And then I think about a week later, the midwife actually came out to our house mm. to do the weigh, weighing and things. There was another one that Kate had to take him into the hospital, but I didn't, I didn't go to that one. I think I might have been working, I can't remember. I'd say a downside of being in lockdown and quarantine and having a new baby is I would find it quite stressful in the back of my mind knowing what um, you're going to have to catch up on once you do come out of it. Because there's, there's, there's a race i would say when it comes to a baby they're waiting for that gunshot to go off so they can run to you to yeah first dibs i mean i want to meet him but i mean i'm not family so I, i'm happy to wait um but do you feel yeah that? i mean in, in the realms of of obviously seeing people it's really tough mm. you know i think that's the thing that sort of kate and myself are, are sort of struggling with we're both you know we're both very sociable people yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we want our baby to be sociable. <laughs> our family aren't exactly round the corner. Yeah. You know, Kate's mum lives in Worcester. Uh, her dad lives in Dubai. My sister lives in Essex and my dad lives down in the New Forest. Mm. Not being able to see family has been a, a real problem. Mm we're lucky that we've got friends just around the corner. So when there was the rule of six in the gardens and things, we still got to see people, but yeah, you know, I think the last, the last family member to see him would have been my dad back at the beginning of December. Mm. My sister didn't, my sister hasn't seen him since he was two weeks old. Mm. Um, obviously her dad Kate's dad hasn't seen him at all um, but you know if you were talking sort of 15 20 years ago they wouldn't have been able to see him at all but yeah obviously with technology and everything now you know zoom and teams and god knows what else you know you can still see him online yeah but you just don't have that physical contact mm. Do you feel that, I mean, this isn't the same for everyone. It doesn't apply for everyone. My auntie and uncle, when they had their kids, they were trying for ages to have kids. And then eventually they had one and then another one comes along. The kids, because they've wanted it so long and they dote on the children, they can, mm. the kids become quite scared of outsiders and strangers. Like my nephew, uh, my cousins are three and four, but it took them ages to warm up to me. Now they talk to me all the time. And I mean, they call me uncle Jordan cause I'm so old. Um, <laughs> do you feel like that might affect? Cause obviously you, it's just been you three and he's going to have to get used to interacting with other people eventually. Do you ever worry about that? Cause obviously you can hand them to your parents and then he's like, he doesn't know them and start crying. And... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, that's, I think that goes back to what you said about, you know, when sort of lockdown ends and it's that race to, mm. to see everyone, um, you know, it's almost a case of integrating him back into 
to people. Yeah. As I say, you know, obviously with the rule of six with gardens and stuff, friends could still hold him. Um, but, you know, that's now, what, three months ago, something like that. The babies have the um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's, he's not too bad. As I say, one of the bonuses is that, you know, you can meet with another friend for exercise. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so the friends that have the baby that's a week older than Matthew, uh, Kate meets up with her once a week and they go for a walk and have a chat and, you know, obviously the babies look at each other. Um, <laughs> Just reminds me of so, Amy Simpson and that other baby from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, he he's seeing, you know, physically he's seeing another baby and, you know, another person and if friends come and knock on our door for a doorstep chat he's you know we have him held there so he can look out and see people oh, that's good. um but yeah i mean it's just that physical interaction that's missing you know you can start going to these sort of baby classes and things that obviously can't happen you know we do an kate does an online one with him every week but again it's online you can't sit down in coffee shops so obviously the last few weeks it's been um, horrendous because of the weather, um, especially when they're, you know, she's seeing her friend and they're sort of going out for a walk, you know, everyone's all wrapped up. And you don't really want to get the babies out to look at each other because it's just <laughs> Arctic temperatures. Yeah. Is there anything? Um, so, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, so it's, you know, it's just that physical interaction. Um and and palming the baby off so we can get some peace and quiet for half an hour. Do you think he'll be that ready to do that? Because some parents and some mothers or dads aren't. Um, yeah, I think I think we will. Um, it obviously depends on who it who it would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Kate's mum, my sister, yeah, my dad, mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, you know, fa- family members, yeah, 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 you know, not Any, a problem because anyone that's had kids you know, before, yeah, basically, yeah, um, yeah, you know, you're not you're not just gonna go around to your friends and be like, oh yeah, we've just booked a table for dinner. Do you mind looking after him <laughs> for a couple of hours? Yeah, yeah, um, you know, all, and all, all the fun that he comes with. Well, um, not even about the people you're leaving him with. What about you and Kate? Do you think you can switch off? Because you always see those movies yeah. about that sort of situation. You think, what the... I'm like, go have dinner, go do your own thing, and they're there at the restaurant feeling neurotic, not putting their phone down, not wondering why they're not getting a text or call. I think we would be okay just because we know how he sleeps. Mm. So, you know, once he goes, closes his eyes at half seven we know we should be good until at least 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, there's been the odd occasion, about an hour into his sleep, he'll literally start screaming. Um, you know, you kind of go upstairs into his room and he hasn't even got his eyes open. So I think he's just having a nightmare. Um, you know, you give him a dummy and then he just settles straight back down in an instant. Mm. But yeah, you know, other than that, I, I, again, you know, it is because we are very lucky and not 
<laughs> certainly not all babies are like that mm. um and you know when he was first born well i think we were sort of awake every sort of two or three hours in the night because he was in our room sleeping sleeping next to us yeah 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 and this is why every baby's different i mean we moved him into his room after about eight weeks and the suggestion is that you move him into into their room after six months six months um yeah yeah oh lord you would have been going crazy i'm surprised you did it so quick it's actually really good i commend you on that because some parents i mean the kids too and it's still in bed with them yeah well i mean kate kind of wants to get to six months um and then when we spoke to family about it and we said oh yeah it's six months they kind of all look surprised Mm. And they were like, "Oh, well, when you were a baby, you were in our room for about three weeks, and then, and then we were, you know." Then we, um, so I think you know, obviously, as the years go on, guidance changes. I think it comes from the NHS website. Um, but again, because he was, he's he's quite a big baby, quite a long baby. You know, the kind of next to me bed we had, we were trying to sleep, and all we could hear was him just hitting the sides of this thing. And I just said to Kate, I just said, you know, we have to try him in his bed mm. because he's just getting too big. Mm. Um, and, you know, yeah, after about eight weeks, we'd put him down in his bed. When he'd wake up for a feed, we'd then feed him and then put him back down in ours just to get him used to that bed. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's, he's been fine ever since. Been absolutely fine. Oh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, parents need to do their best not to let their children sleep in their bed with them. Yeah, it could become a habit that's quite bad. Another thing I want to talk to you about was, um, obviously, when kids get older, they have certain favourite toys, programmes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you're dreading having to put yourself through? For the kids because obviously programs change and they come in and out of style and something's cool something's in i he's probably too early for tv for him but is there anything you yeah. read in you're like i had to sit through that already with my niece probably pepper pig <laughs> i thought you were going to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say pepper pig and paw patrol oh no paw patrol i like that i like that my cousins are into that nah my niece was into into both of those mm. So, yeah, I've watched a lot and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to watch anymore. Oh, on the reverse, if you had a choice to get your kid into something, Matthew, into something that you loved, because my uncle's oh. just introduced my cousins to Transformers, the original 80s mm. cartoon, and I got him into Nerf for Christmas. I got him a Nerf gun and my uncle nice. went ballistic. Mm. Well, not ballistic. He was just like, really? Because the first thing he did was my cousin aimed it straight at his head. Yeah. <laughs> is, there <anything laughs> you, is there anything you're like, I want him to be into this? Um, Like deep down, if you had a yeah. choice and he picked it up really quick. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few things. Um, you know, Transformers would be one. Um, although I don't really like the animation these days. No, yeah. I prefer the, the kind of 80s, early 90s animation. Thundercats? Yeah, Thundercats. <laughs> Absolutely love Thundercats. Um, yeah, football. I'd love him to pick football up. Well, I don't think he has uh, a choice in that, does he? 
<laughs> You're already afflicted with him on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, well, might scar him for life. He keeps on watching Southampton at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a few things. Um, as he gets older, he's going to find sort of different interests Game. and like like different things, I guess, like Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol. Video game. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got enough video consoles for him to, to say, play on. Works in both your favour. You're like, Dad, can I get this? And you're like, oh, if we must, and then you're on it. Yeah. And he is... <laughs> Are you looking to his first holiday? No. Hold on. <laughs> actually, I'll tell a lie. We've actually got something booked. Oh, Andy. You know that's going to get cancelled. It's in this country. Oh, okay. okay it's in this country and it is the last week of August. Mm. Well, I was thinking more because you're quite jet set. I'm thinking abroad. <laughs> Are you looking forward to potentially doing that for his first? Because there's a lot of things you've got to bear in mind when you have a baby. And does he yeah. have a passport? No, he doesn't have a passport. Oh, I want a baby, but going through an airport is one thing. Going through an airport with a baby. Yeah, I mean, most of it, well, I'd bring a suitcase and most of it would probably be his stuff. Yeah, you've got you one know. pair of shorts and a flip-flops. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it just depends on where. Mm. Um, you know, well, Dubai, no? Well, this is a thing, you know, <laughs> that's that would potentially be one of the first choices because we've got family out there. Yeah. Uh, but there's not really a lot to do for, say, a two-year-old or a one-year-old over there. True. Um, I can't wait. I had my two holidays <laughs> refunded for last year, and I really want to get out of this country for a bit, but obviously I'm happy to wait. Yeah, but see, what, four years ago, five years ago, you had no desire to fly anywhere. Mm. Yeah, but that four or five years ago, I was with my ex, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but even when you were single, you had no... I seem to remember you, you, you having no desire to go anywhere. I don't know what it was that clicked. Um, something did. And it's, my, the Mahalo to Malaysia on my own was one of the best things I've ever done. Ever done. Yeah, you, you've caught the bug. Yeah, I definitely have caught the bug. The, the, the next holiday, <laughs> our book ends up getting cancelled for sign. It's like too much of a good thing. Can't, can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking to his first holiday? No. Hold on. <laughs> actually, I'll tell a lie. We've actually got something booked. Oh, Andy. You know that's going to get cancelled. It's in this country. Oh, okay. okay it's okay. in this country and it is the last week of August. Mm. Well, I was thinking more because you're quite jet set. I'm thinking abroad. <laughs> Are you looking forward to potentially doing that for his first? Because there's a lot of things you've got to bear in mind when you have a baby. And does he yeah. have a passport? No, he doesn't have a passport. Oh, I want a baby, but going through an airport is one thing. Going through an airport with a baby. Yeah, I mean, 
most of it, well, I'd bring a suitcase and most of it would probably be his stuff. Yeah. You've got you one know. pair of shorts and a flip-flops. And yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it just depends on where. Mm. Um, you know. Well, Dubai, no. Well, this is a thing, you know. <laughs> that's that would potentially be one of the first choices because we got family out there. Yeah. Uh, but there's not really a lot to do for, say, a two-year-old or a one-year-old over there. True. Um, I can't wait. I had my two holidays <laughs> refunded for last year, and I really want to get out of this country for a bit but obviously i'm happy to wait yeah but see what four years ago five years ago you had no desire to fly anywhere mm. yeah but that four or five years ago i was with my ex so yeah <laughs> yeah but even when you were single you had no i seem to remember you you, you having no desire to go anywhere i don't know what it was that clicked um something did and it's the Mahalala to Malaysia on my own was one of the best things I've ever done. Ever done. Yeah, you, you've caught the bug. Yeah, I definitely have caught the bug. The, the next holiday, <laughs> our book ends up getting cancelled for sign. It's like too much of a good thing. Can't, can't <laughs> what is the next milestone or one of the milestones that Matthew's got coming up that you're most looking forward to? Obviously, you're, you're looking forward to all of them. If you want to give a yeah. Miss, Miss Universe yeah. answer. But is there one in particular like I can't wait till this happens? I can't wait till he sees this or we go to that. I can't wait till we can get him in a swimming pool, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, you would have done that already, wouldn't you, by now, if we were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we would have done it already. Um, but obviously, we can't because they're not open. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sort of really looking forward to getting him in the swimming pool. Mm. Um, see how he reacts and you know sort of dunk him underwater and see what he thinks of that and you, you know just getting him to that, kick his legs you remember that clip where there's a woman instructor I don't know if you've seen it the way they teach babies is they throw them in first and then go in after the baby have you seen that <laughs> and I'm like Whoa. no oh my god I, I have to find it and tag you in it and it works the babies all learn how to swim and they enjoy it but I mean she locks yeah. them in well, they can, they, they, they're going to have to learn to swim, otherwise they're sinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, they put arm rings on them, on these big little babies. But watching, because the baby's reaction, obviously, when they come out of the water, is like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good no as I say, it, it's one of those things that, that we really want him to, to enjoy. You know, he seems to like bath time, so... Mm. You know, oh, it's, it's, it's just that, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, he's he's giggling a lot more, so I think it, you know, I, I, I think he'll enjoy it. So, yeah, I'd say that, um, being able to sort of stand would be a good, good one. Mm. Next, mind, good one, mind you. A lot of the milestones, you're quite lucky. The longer we're in quarantine and lockdown, the more you get to experience a lot of them, the normal. Um, milestones first hand, yeah. so you, you don't have to miss out on them. First teeth, first words, first walking. But obviously, there's certain first things that we physically can't do right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I probably will miss his first words. I'll be, no, you well, ho hopefully I'll be back to work. Hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to first the word, first word and it's not dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just hope he hasn't picked up any swearing. <laughs> swearing is a sign of intelligence. So if he picks that up, very intelligent baby. Yeah, yeah. Try telling Kate that. <laughs> she, I think uh, they think she'd be very happy. <laughs> um, is there something that you don't want him to go through, or one bit of advice that you could give Matthew now that he would take on board, or that you feel like you want to get him prepared for, or some advice that you could give him right now if he was mentally able to take it on board? I mean, it sounds so cliche because it's just going to be about peer pressure type stuff. But, oh, no, you know, it's it's obviously, you know, don't don't smoke. But you know, <laughs> smoking, smoking could be completely eradicated by the time he's old enough to explore that. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, drinking, you know, sort of alcoholism. Mm. Um, you know, it's something that, that my mother lived with. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't really see it until sort of the last, I don't know, five, four, five years she was alive, really. Mm. Um, you know, and it's not it's, it's not nice to go through. Um, just trying to set the right example yeah. that he can see what his parents are doing. So that doesn't impact us, you know, because I think babies are very impressionable and children are very impressionable. They are. Um, you know, they study their parents and obviously potentially more so at the moment because we are in lockdown. Mm. So it's, it's just trying to set that right tone with them, being fun, being loving, being yeah. caring. That's, um, that's kind of what I didn't have. So if I was to give unsolicited advice like the reason I don't talk to my parents right now is because of the stuff that I've noticed happened over mm. the years. And you know, when they say, Oh, when you go to a therapist, they always blame the parents. It's because it ends up being true. Um, not yeah. because you've intentionally done something to your child is every decision you make not to <laughs> be so heavy on you. It has a knock on effect on how they view food, TV, how they communicate, what they wear, how they talk to you yeah. they'll base it off of what you do and what you teach yeah. them unintentionally they'll notice oh dad doesn't eat that why doesn't he eat that that's really weird so i'm not going to eat that and then it could affect something else yeah no exactly exactly you know so you got to be careful what you're drinking around him you've mm. got to you know try and remember your p's and q's when you're talking around him um, <laughs> I'm that cousin that turns up at the house cussing, swearing, twerking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, odd words slip out every now and again, and then you realise that the baby's there. Um, yeah, you know, if we're yeah, certainly at the moment, if we're going to watch a movie sort of in the afternoon, we'll just put on something Disney, really. Mm. So if he does look and watch it. You know, it's just some sort of animation. It's not, you know, someone running around with a gun shooting people. 
so no Die Hard for him then? Wow, that's um... not yet. Not yet. I'll only do that when he can uh, he can sit through an entire film, so he can really appreciate. <laughs> and, and then his first words are "Yippee ki yay." Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those would be some pretty cool first words, actually. Hmm. Explain that to your family when you're posting that on Facebook. What did he say? Yeah. Is that, is that German? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're teaching him German. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very bright, very bright. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's not really about what you, you know, it's kind of the indirect teachings and the, the kind of subconscious teachings, I think certainly with a baby, um, then what you physically try and teach the baby. Um, mm. But I, I, you know, I guess, I guess they both go hand in hand. Yeah, they um, do. You know, if he's, if he tries to grab a, you know, Kate's cup of tea, you know, that's a, no, it's hot. So it's just trying to get him to remember that, and you know, things that are good and things that are bad. Um, but you've got to be so mindful of everything, really. Um, I wouldn't say um, overanalyze everything because you have to be careful on the flip end because you could end up playing one of those smothering parents or one of those ones that's like the cotton wool parents. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. nah. And then you end up not having a connection with your child because you're trying to protect them from stuff. Because I yeah. experienced that as well. It's kind of, I don't envy you, basically. Yeah, no. I, was, I want him. I want him to go out in the garden in the summer and make mud pies and eat worms. Yes. Okay, um, you know, cut his cut his knee. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know my child. My childhood was very much sort of climbing trees, jumping across streams, mm. um, you know, falling out of trees. Um, you know, things like that. Grazing your knees, building up the immune system. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think either of us wants to sort of wrap them up in cotton wool and not let them out. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, we're we're very kind of sociable people, so mm. you know, we want our our child to be as sociable. And obviously, if we if we take the cotton wool approach, I don't think they would be sociable. They'd be missing so, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and. I mean, it's going to be a fine line going forward because we're, you know, heading into a future where we don't really know what restrictions are going to be. And on that note, if it's okay, I'd like to end our conversation. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. That's absolutely no problem. I'd like to thank you, Andy, for coming on my podcast. Um, I really appreciate the support and talking so openly uh, about this issue. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me, mate. It's been fun. No problem. And to the listeners, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, I will see you all next time.